thought we'd come right out of the break with that one today. Andy Schwartz, of course, my guest, law enforcement communications experts, former spokesperson, MPD, Milwaukee Police Department, and general pal and friend of the show. Hi, Andy Schwartz. Steve, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry, merry to you and everybody else who's, you know, who's listening. I'm, I'm excited about, uh, Excited about what we're going to do today. Yeah, and I apologize. We had a little bit of a shorter uh, public safety hour today because we had uh, Rick Essenberg talking about the obviously the breaking news yesterday. But we have actually some uh, a great guest coming up, and he's from the city of Kenosha Police Department. Police Chief Pat Patton is going to join us about uh, nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that conversation. A lot of community focused efforts going on in Kenosha. A lot, and you know, when I was thinking about what kind of guest could we have for the show, I thought, you know what, Pat Pat Patton is is a chief who came in and said. We are, we understand that the police are already community focused, but we're going to, to really crank that up a few notches, and they have. And he's got some great stories to tell about ideas that they got, things they can do for the, they're doing for the community down there that actually come from young people in the community. So. That's a that's a good topic. Yeah, and you, you always bring the great guests, so I appreciate that. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about in the, in the few moments before he joins us is the 2023 homicide numbers dropping in Milwaukee. So, good news, question mark? I really want to be positive, girl. <laughs> I know you do. I just do. I know you do. But I also, I think the reason that you and I like having the conversation is because I, I, I see these things from from other viewpoints as well. And one of the, the viewpoints I see it from is, you know, the, are the, you know, are the, are the doctors at Freighter getting better? I, it does, you know, homicide, I have always learned from all of the experts I've ever talked to in, in my, my couple of decades in policing now has been that homicide is not a good predictor of the state of crime in a city. Why is that? Because homicide is a, it's a very, it's a, for the most part, it is a personal, it's a personal crime. Uh, homicides are solved because the first thing that, that our great detectives at the Milwaukee Police Department do is they say, you know, let's, let's look for the connections. Who's mad? Who's upset? Who do they know? It's, it's, it's not typically, it is not a random crime. And in fact, you'll hear the police department sometimes when they're sharing these stories with the public and they'll say, we do not believe this was a random act. And that's their way, I think, of saying, look, this was, we don't want the general public to feel like they are in danger, you know, from from the person that uh, that committed this crime. So I, I think that that's homicide numbers are always taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, and in the proper context. So I mean, here's the numbers we had. We've had uh, we had twenty two uh, hundred fifteen last year. Uh, we've had only one only, which is a qualifier I probably shouldn't use. One hundred sixty people killed so far in twenty twenty three. So down twenty three percent. Comparable dates year to year. So, I mean... Significant number. Yeah. It's not nothing. So, I mean, beyond the fact that it's a it's a personal question, right? Are there other takeaways we can we can look at? Are, there, are we being more diligent in how we are looking at these crimes? Are we being more, uh, more uh, public-facing in the community where someone may not have the opportunity to do or perform one of these criminal acts? I don't know. I think all of those are possibilities. I can tell you that after I've, I've had conversations with uh, with Chief Norman, and and he is, and, and that's really our theme today. We're talking about being community focused. I think they are more community focused than ever. Which isn't to say that we weren't back when you know when I worked there, but but he's really putting an emphasis on that. Uh, they also are doing uh, you know uh, some of these uh, hotspot policing activities, which 
you know, they, uh, for, for reasons that are not, you know, clear to me all the time, they are getting pilloried for, uh, in the, uh, in the media. But I, I, I think that when you look at an area that, that needs attention, and it, we used to call it cops on dots, and then that became unpopular. Uh, but the, the neighborhoods that are the most challenged in our city need the police the most. And I'm seeing an effort by, MPD to put officers in those places. Footbeats. I mean, they're, they're putting beat patrols in neighborhoods where there are challenges for, uh, you know, for, 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 for the neighborhoods that are challenged by violent crime. You mentioned being pilloried for that, but for the public who is the, the victims of all this crime, they're like, yeah, we love to see them around because that means less, less, you know, crazy stuff's happening. I think that's an, all of us are saying that's obvious, right? Well, it is to us. But if you are in a position where you want to be critical of the police, and many people are, they want to always find something that, that's negative or that's bad about the police. And I, that's why I like coming on here because we get to talk about the, the story behind the story. And that is that the Milwaukee Police Department doesn't always take out an ad when they do certain deployments. All right. They, right. they, they do certain things. They're taking certain actions and, I'm uh, I'm going to go on the side of the the good men and women of the police department that are doing that work, and this is not an easy atmosphere to motivate your people. By the way, yeah, we've talked a lot of the challenges, including officer wellness, as a result of how these officers are being treated every day in in public in some cases, but not by Annie and I. All right, so after the break, we'll join. We'll be joined by the Kenosha City of Kenosha Police Chief Pat Patton will join us. On their community focus, a, a great segue to a great conversation right here on WTMJ Now. Yes, we're playing some Christmas music. Why not as we wind it up to a Christmas holiday season here in Wisconsin? Hope it's great where you are. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. You are listening to the Public Safety Hour. Minus about 15 minutes today because of the breaking news in the uh, Colorado Supreme Court. Annie Schwartz, our guest, law enforcement communications expert, and a special guest today from the city of Kenosha, their police chief, outstanding Police Chief Annie says. Patrick Patton joins us. Good morning, Chief. Hi, how you doing? Can you hear me? Good morning, yes, Chief. Yes. Were you just were, did you was that a little guffaw when Steve said Annie says a terrific police chief? Was that like a little <laughs> I'm flattered. Wow, we appreciate that. All right, so Annie was telling me about some of the great community efforts that you're doing. I know Annie has a lot more information than I do, but we we've been trying lately to kind of I don't want to say personalize policing, but at least make the public connection to a lot of the efforts that law enforcement, public safety individuals and leaders and departments are doing to involve the community. So I want to just ask you about some of the things you're doing there down in Kenosha. Sure. Um, You know, when we talk about it, we say humanize it, right? Like we all put on this uniform just so we're recognizable, but we live in these communities and we're here and invested in them. Um, that's why we take the job. Uh, I interview people all the time for the job, and it almost gets redundant when everyone walks in the door and says, why? And they say they want to help people. So um, we've listened to uh, – 2020 was kind of a, a rebirth of policing. We had to look at it differently. And one of the things that we had always heard is how much the community wants to see us engage with us um, and how those partnerships can help us much more. So this year when I came in, we – we tried to make a refocus on that and start making a real investment. Um, so we've been trying to get out to as many events as possible uh, and kind of change the culture of what uh, the Kenosha Police Department is. Um, and, you know, we're so data-driven, and everyone wants to know about numbers, but one of the things that we have to believe in, even though you can't see it in real numbers, is that return on investment in, in building relationships 
uh, and we've seen it so far, and um, we've in, in adopted this uh, community engagement team. We've always had a safety officer and officer friendly, um, but they would turn th through 10,000 kids a year uh, teaching them about the different things we could do, and we wanted to make sure that we use that platform and kind of expanded it to the rest of the community. So we have all sorts of things going on. We've done everything from, you know, our, our shop of the cop, which has been tried and true, and um, now we're trying a lot of new things. We're doing uh, pizza shops in town where we call pizza and police. So uh, once a month we find a different pizza place and we get some pizza donated or else we use it out of some of the funds we can find and we just have an open session where we sit down and talk with people about the job, about the community. Um, we do lattes with the law, so we do different coffee shops once a month that do this, does the same thing. Um, and now we're doing something called uh, Buzz with the Fuzz where our safety <laughs> center got some some uh, barber shops that oh, wow. are uh, willing to donate their time and give out free haircuts to inner city kids that can't maybe have the means to get it done themselves and just kind of interact with them on a different. And yes, we know that for whatever reason, everything we do has to rhyme. I guess it's just our thing. But, um, but we're like, hey, we need to be present. We need to be accessible. We need to start letting them know that every time they see us, it isn't going to be a, a crisis situation or trauma. And we know that that's still part of our job. But what we can we, we do to keep uh, out there and, and, and interacting with people at different crossways of their life and making sure that we're there, I guess. Chief, what, is a, what does a haircut do for a kid? What does that, what, how does that make them feel? How do you think that that, 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 changes, that, that changes things for them? Because I, I know that a number of departments are doing this around the country. Yeah, you know, um, this is definitely not my idea. Uh, this was me uh, basically taking the leash off of my community engagement team and them doing the research and, see, and talking to different people. And someone came up with the idea in that team and basically said, you know, the confidence they get from a haircut um, changes things. And yeah. being a kid sometimes and, and and not having the financial means to keep up with other kids, I mean, I think I, I came from kind of a background that was similar. Um, I didn't have the clothes and the stuff that other kids had, and that would wear on my confidence. And when they brought up haircuts, I'm like, you know, I never thought about it that way. And then you think about what someone on a tight income, what they have to pick and choose is going to be done in a household. And sometimes that goes on to a haircut. And we saw some people that walked in there kind of skittish. And, and, you know, once they spent 30 minutes with the different barber shops, um, and our officers that were there eating with them and, and a couple that got in the chair with them and got similar haircuts, and it was just they left with a whole other perspective. And hopefully that's one of those uh, relationships that will pay off in the, in, the, in the long run. And it's just showing that we, we're listening. We're, we're hearing what the community wants. We're seeing where the community falls short, and if we can fill in that gap. Another thing I'll talk about is, um, you know, we had an inner-city school that um, unfortunately lost its basketball program this year. And... I've worked in the schools early in my career at 10 years. I was in the schools part-time, and I know what athletics does for discipline and structure for sometimes individuals that don't have it. Um, and I knew what it's brought to me when I was a kid. So when we heard about it, we're like, this is not good for a lot of kids to not have the ability to play basketball and have that structure. So our SROs partnered with the athletic director there, and we, we created a schedule um, for them to still have basketball. And instead of playing um, division rivals, they were playing the Kenosha Police Department team, oh. and they played the, the firefighters team. So then I reached out, and I'm like, I'm running out of people. I called <laughs> our, our friends at the waste department, and they said, yeah, we'll come in. So the waste department guys were going in there. And, um, you know, that that – high school basketball team that looked like they weren't going to have anything that year um, was able to have a basketball schedule. It was unique, and, um, but 
we had one. Jeff, that's a great story. I did not know that. And I love I love your recruiting for both police officers and for basketball in the city. I think it's terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, luckily it didn't cost any of my officers' knees, including my own. I was out there, and um, unfortunately what that ended up doing was there was an intramural football team that said, hey, we'd like to also do flag football with the cops uh, at Bradford this spring. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to end up really getting myself hurt here <laughs> trying to do this. Chief Patrick, Pat- Chief Patrick Patton joining us from the city of Kenosha. We're going to take a break here. Chief, if you can just hang on the line. There's a bunch of other questions we want to ask you about uh, some of the great work being done by your police department, your public safety professionals down there in Kenosha. We'll take a break here. Listen, of course, to WTMJ Now. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. This is the Public Safety Hour here on WTMJ. We do every Wednesday, 9 o'clock hour. Annie Schwartz, law enforcement communications expert. And today, a special guest from the city of Kenosha, their police department, their chief of their police department, Patrick Patton, joins us on the line. Chief, I got a, a question for you. I, I follow your social media. I noticed that since you've been there, you've really increased the social media presence. And I love that. I love to see that because that's another big piece of engagement for law enforcement. Um, you were talking and you spoke before about the, the safety center. And then I saw one of your posts that talked about safety center movie night. And then you credited, you gave a little shout out to one of your young people in the community for approaching you guys with the idea. Can you tell me a little bit about how that happened and and what is your, your the safety center so the safety center has been around for a long time and um, it's something that we have off-site that has the ability to rotate kids in um, and and adults um, and it's a partnership with the unified school district to bring them in and talk about everything from depending on what age group we're talking to when we're talking about crossing the road safely to how to get into the car seats properly talking to parents about we'll inspect your car seat and install it for you to um you know good touch bad touch see something say something type stuff um and we try to touch every every age group that we can again we put about ten thousand kids through that safety center a year through the different field trips they take with the schools and then it, we've used it this year um as kind of a community uh gathering center as well uh, that was a big change for us but when we created the unit uh, i made sure that the the place would be open at night as well. So what that allows is us to have night events and maybe bring people together within the community, see us interacting uh, with the community. And we had an individual in the community that um, he was an autistic kid uh, that had um, some real uh, social uh, interacting problems, you know, that he was really, really struggling with. And we worked with him the best we could to kind of help him with his confidence and his ability to interact socially. And about midway through, he said, I'd like to have a movie night. He really liked the movie The Grinch. Um, so we said, let's make it happen for him. And then we, we kind of walked him through how he would meet people and invite them and get people to come out. And then we let him host the night. You know, he helped us uh, choose, like, what the, the menu was going to look like, which um, generally is just pizza and popcorn, and it was that night as well. But um, that's that's what we did, and we let him walk it through. And it really helped him with his social skills. He lives in that neighborhood. Um, and is interacting with a lot of people there. And now people know him more, and he was able to kind of open the doors to a, an idea for us um, that we're going to continue to have. If if we can have different sponsored nights that we can have people gather and just as a community meet there um, and give something uh, for that area to do. Um, if there's nothing happening that night um, and we don't provide opportunities, maybe they make poorer choices. So, um it was a really, really big success, and it, it took uh, an individual to really break out of their shell and, and fight some of their own 
um, things that they need to work through, and it helped them as well as uh, helped uh, this program get lifted. Chief, you talked about 2020. Uh, the term you used was rebirth of policing. How has that ha- how has that changed your work, your department's work, public safety in general? Some some broad sort of. Uh, embracing ideas about how the community aspect that maybe we didn't think about as much before 2020 has impacted the work that you do. Sure. So um, obviously, specifically for Kenosha, we our 2020 was, was hard, and um, that's not how we wanted to be remembered. Um, so we, we took a real hard look, um, and when I came in, um, I kind of was under the impression that when I was chosen to come in um, and be their chief, it wasn't something I was pursuing. It was just something that I kind of put in for and was asked to continue to put in when it was all said and done. They chose me, and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I, I was given two jobs, and that was obviously to run this organization but also lead change. So how, how do I do that, right? And I think it started with starting to listen. Um, we have a lot of great ideas. We, policing is always being reformed. We hear police reform all the time. We are learning and changing and adjusting to trends all the time. Reform isn't something that comes with like a one broad swoop or a pen. It's us listening every day and trying new things and admitting when they fail, owning when we fail, and then putting back forward a path towards change. So um, it has just been a huge reinvestment into listening to what our community wants, what our community demands. Uh, finding a way that we can meet those the best we can with the resources we have, and then reaching out to community partners when we when we can't actually con- uh, you know com- come to the finish line individually, and, and understanding that we don't solve every problem, right? Uh, I think because we are so readily available, everyone thinks that we can solve every problem, um, but we absolutely need to work with all the different community partners and our citizens to make sure that we make it as is. Uh, safe and, and happy and as good of a community as we can be. And in one year, we have done more, um, and we've seen an 85% drop in our most violent crime, which is homicide. Um, so something's working. You know, obviously, a lot of those are um, – it has a lot more to do with just us than the police, but we're buying into it. And again, we don't always have the numbers to show it, but we believe in it. So we're going to continue to do it. You know, we, we hear a lot of a lot of uh, people in law enforcement give lip service to that uh, to that term community policing or, you know, getting close to the community, community relations, all of that. But I, I got to tell you, Chief, I'm just I'm, I'm so proud to know you and so proud to watch what you have done in the city of Kenosha, what you and your and your officers have done, because it, it, it's it's been difficult. It's been a challenge for law enforcement in general uh, to be able to to come out and to, you know, really make that difference. And we say that so cavalierly, it's almost become a cliche. But well done to you and, and your officers for getting out there and, and really figuring out what it means to have a relationship with your community. Yeah, I, you know, I appreciate that, and I think you hit it right on the head. Is, is um, I can go to as many things as possible, um, but realistically, the biggest change and the most impact our community is going to have is what individual officer shows up in a time of crisis, when individual officer decides to take two seconds to have a conversation, and um, I have to really, really credit our officers because they've bought in. Um, they've seen the investment. They've heard the investment. We've changed our mission statement, our values, and they're, they're in lockstep. They understand that this is how we're going to do it. Um, there is no pushback. This is We're going to try new things. Um, and it's going to start with, like I said, our mission statement, which is putting people first. We're, we're going to now reinvest in people and our relationships there. Um, policing's 
always going to have incidences and uh, or incidents, and um, we're always going to have things that are tough because we're 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 crisis driven. Um, but what can we do on a day to day basis in between those to make sure that we're gaining the trust, gaining the support, and doing the right things that they that that people are expecting of us? We are joined by Chief Patrick Patton from the City of Kenosha Police Department. Um, I wanted to give you a chance. I've done this for a lot of my guests in the last week or so as we approach the holidays. Holidays are always a tough time for law enforcement, public safety, because you can't stop working. You're not off for the holidays for the most part, and there's always challenges. Um, just a, a, an opportunity to provide a, a holiday message for your team, your staff, and your great officers in your department, but also the community. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think something that, you know, first off, for the community, uh the holidays, and we've seen this, I've been in law enforcement a while, um, it can be a great time and it should be a great time, but for some people it's not. And for some people, um, things set in that uh, make these times and these years, uh, this time of year, hard for them. Um, so we want to make sure that they know that they're not alone in anything they're doing. Um, we're here. Uh, we have all different types of services that are here. Call us. We will get you and point you in the right direction. No one needs to be alone in this holiday. No one needs to be upset during this time. And, and our, our officers are here um, and ready to help in any way they can. Uh, they truly, truly do care. Um, and, and when I say my officers are there, that's where I think my second big thank you should be. Um, these officers, uh, all of them, at some point over you know these next couple days, are going to be making the choice to get in a squad car and serve their community rather than be at home with their families and celebrate. And they'll juggle, and those families will juggle, and it's a testament to the, the dedication not only to our officers but their families. Um, and, again, that's one of those things that we'll be out here. And if you see us uh, and you're in the community, uh, wave. Um, we, we're here, we're working for you, and we could use the, the wave, and we'll wave back. And when I say wave, make sure all five fingers are up, not just one. <laughs> because um, we're out there and we're trying and we want to make sure that your holiday is, is best and if you need anything we're there um, I personally will be on the road for second and third shift I, I every Christmas I work um, and I give the commanders a chance and I, I'm, I'm on the road with my officers on Christmas Day to make sure they understand that there's nothing I would ask of them that I wouldn't do myself so um, I'll be out there wave at me if you see me in the Kenosha area um, but we're just trying to make an effort to to know that these these times are supposed to be joyful and we'll do everything we can to make sure they are. Chief Patrick Patton setting a great example as well as doing great work in the city of Kenosha. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate you both. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on with us, Chief. That is the last story you told. That is leadership, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, still more to get to with our guest, our guest host, co-host, Annie Schwartz of our Public Safety Hour right here on WTMJ Now. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. What do I have? I only have uh, two shows, and I'm off for five days, and I'll be back next Thursday and Friday, leading up to the New Year's, and uh, we're going to have some fun next week. Carol Kane's going to be on the Friday show, my last Friday show, my last show of the year. Uh, that's next Friday, not this Friday. Uh, Annie Schwartz, of course, in studio, Public Safety Hour. I, I just got to say, we had uh, Chief Patrick Patton on from City of Kenosha. That's, in my world, that's how a chief does things. That's how a chief communicates. And real-life examples of community ideas, wow, he, I mean, he, he blew me away. Same. Same. I know him to be, I know him for, for quite a while, and we use some of those phrases as sort of throwaway phrases. Community policing. We're in the community. But, but he did. He had those, those great examples. I love the movie night 
that the um, uh, that the young man uh, with autism was able to to come to them and put together. I love that he says we listen. The haircuts, uh, all of those those little pieces that we we say, ah, oh, what good does that do when it comes to you know preventing crime? I want cops on the street. But but I think this is where we go. I think this is where we're going. So good for you know good for him. Oh no! By the way, he dropped that number eighty five percent drop in homicides in in Kenosha. Uh, that's you know that's, that's again it's not small potatoes. That's not nothing. And we talked about homicides in Milwaukee and mm-hmm. what does that mean? But eighty five percent is significant. So something is working in Kenosha. Let's figure out what that is. All right. Before we let you go, and uh, apologize for the shortened version today. We obviously had breaking news from the uh, Colorado Supreme Court. We always like to have some uh, some fun things and some uh, shout outs as we end our public safety hour. Any oh, shorts? my my big shout out. And I know I know that the guys are listening. Uh, a shout out to the, the motorcycle officers who are out today. Uh, it is, it, you know, you, we may think it's a mild, a mild winter day. But let me tell you, when you are riding around on that motorcycle, it's cold. They are out on those Harley Davidsons. They're doing a presidential escort today on December 20th, which, by the way, I think this might be the latest. The motorcycles, the police motorcycles have been able to, to be out. I, you might be right. This and this you know, presidential visits are rare anyway. But, uh, you know, we've been. Well, depending on your political leaning, fortunate or unfortunate, they have a lot of visits from the president of the United States. But um, their work is a big part of those visits. Escorts are a big part of moving the president around to the various events. People have no idea, Steve. People have no idea how hard those motorcycle officers are working when they get out there blocking the streets, making and making sure that the that the entire motorcade is is, you know, is safe. Uh, we saw just recently on the news that uh, had an, a, a drunken driver, uh, you know, uh, drive into into President Biden's motorcade. Yeah. You know, these these guys are doing a, a pretty incredible job. And by the way, they're doing it on two wheels. And, you know, when we get to the first Robin of spring uh, next year, we'll have to talk about the training that they go through, uh, because that's a, a great story in and of itself. But. A shout out to all of those, uh, all of those officers who are out there working today on the motorcycles. Thank you. And there's, you know, hot coffee waiting for you somewhere. <laughs> and maybe even a donut to use another cliche. Oh, dear, I know they, they hate when you I say went that. there. You went there, I Steve. Know, but who doesn't love a donut? Let's be honest. Everybody does. Raise your hand out there. Yes, I know it's radio. Um, I love the fact that the chief had that holiday message and whether it's a wave, whether it's a cup of coffee, uh, or just a kind thought. Men and women who work in public safety have hard jobs. Most of us, myself included, could not do those jobs. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. And it's, it takes a special temperaments, uh, physical abilities, psych- some psychological skills sometimes, and a lot of other special skill sets that most of us don't have. So at this time, when, as the chief said, there's a lot going on in people's lives, right? Some of it not good. Let's try to minimize the number of times we are have to interface with public safety because... They've got a lot of work to do, and that's on us, right? Obviously, if it's an emergency, you have to. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff, let's calm down. Let's be respectful. Let's not have road rage incidents. My goodness, if I see one more of those on Highway 43, I'm going to lose my mind. And probably those road rage incidents happen, like, with gifties in the car, <laughs> right? right? They get, like, yeah. all the Christmas presents. They're done fighting at the mall. Um, but I also, you know, Steve, as we, as I suppose this is sort of kind of our Christmas show, right? Yes, yes. So I, I want to, I just want to acknowledge something really quick here at the end and let the families of all of our fallen officers know that we are not forgetting and we are not, we're not forgetting the ultimate sacrifice that their loved ones and that they 
are, are making. Uh, I, I think about families. I think about the Jervings. I think about the Nowaks. I think about all of the families that are, are looking at their first Christmas without their loved one. And we're not going to forget you. And we're going to highlight the good work of, of your loved one and their, and their colleagues every chance we get here. In our hearts, in our minds. Annie Schwartz, been a pleasure working with you this year. That will continue in the new year ahead. Look forward to those future conversations and to all the men and women in public safety. Thank you for the incredible work you do every day. Annie Schwartz, Public Safety Hour.